0: You're listening to another ambitious Entrepreneur network.com podcast, the voice for
1: entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross.
0: And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business while also make a much bigger impact in the world with their message. And yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says, Kingdom entrepreneurs make the biggest impact as they accelerate revenue growth. And joining me on today's show is Daryl Amy. Daryl, he is on a mission to help generous companies grow revenue. With 27 years of B2B marketing and sales experience, ranging from mid-sized local companies to enterprise organizations, Daryl has diverse experience across the sales and marketing landscape. Now, he is a member of the Forbes Business Council, and he works with executives to create growth strategies. And he co-founded Convergo, where he serves as a chief innovation officer, helping companies develop develop revenue growth strategies. Now he's also the co-founder of the Kingdom Missions Fund and he's a host of the Revenue Growth Podcast and co-host of the Selling from Heart Podcast. So lots of wisdom and insights to draw from. Now specifically on today's show, Daryl is going to share how to grow business faster so that you can make an impact how to integrate career and calling to make an impact, and how to unlock exponential revenue growth in your company. So welcome to the show, Daryl.
1: It's fantastic to be here. Thanks for having me. This is going to be so much fun.
0: Oh, it certainly is. And uh, you've got diverse experience that you you draw upon. But one thing that I um, was really drawn to was, you know, your work as Chief Innovation Officer. Now, when it comes to, because you you do a lot of work in the area of revenue growth, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that kind of that innovation and the ability to challenge status quo and think of things outside the box, would you say you draw a lot on that to support businesses in growth? growing revenue in certain areas that they may not even realized was available or or even possible.
1: Absolutely. I think when you look at at growing anything, whether it's a business, a nonprofit, uh, whatever you're looking at, innovation is really key in all of that. And innovation is everywhere. It's not just in creating a new product, which is great, or a new service, which is wonderful. But innovation happens all over the place in terms of how we do business. And one of my favorite business thought leaders is Jay Abraham. And Jay always recommended, hey, just pick your head up and look to the left, look to the right, see what other companies, especially ones not in your industry, are doing. And uh, and you'll have ideas for innovating, the way that you go to market, how you take care of your customers, how you sell, how you cross sell, all of those things. And I think you know one of the best things we can do as entrepreneurs is you pick our heads up, which is hard sometimes because we're focused right on on driving uh, whatever goals we're, we're aiming towards, but pick our heads up and look and go, what are some what are some ideas that um, other people are doing that we could incorporate into this business? And innovation is the heart of growth, I believe.
0: Absolutely. And something else that I'm I'm sure you're also sharing on your podcast, but also with your clients, is that over the last couple of years, we've really seen businesses challenged with situations that Mm -hmm. they may not have had to face in their entire business life. Mm -hmm. And I think innovation, thinking outside of the box, looking at certain ways of doing things and adapting it to suit our business is, is, has always been important, but now so even more. And Mm -hmm. I love the way you mentioned about lift your head up and look around Mm -hmm. also too on the flip side of the coin is be mindful of what we do look at because that could quite become a distraction (laughs) and keep us you know from not really seeing where we do need to, to to maintain our focus or something that may be right in front of us so keeping that in mind let's talk about some of the things that we can start to do to grow business faster so we can make a much bigger impact
1: yeah, I'm glad you uh, glad you brought that out because that is near and dear to my heart. My passion is helping generous business leaders grow their revenue and grow their impact. and those two go hand in hand. Revenue growth is critical and, and to me, when it comes to revenue growth, there's two key things I like to look at. Um, first, the sources of revenue growth and where how I can accelerate that. So there's only two ways to grow revenue. And when you boil it all down, and that is we get more new clients, or we cross-sell more to our current clients. We land, we expand, we get wallet sh- or market share, we get wallet share, however you wanna frame that. The challenge I've seen, Anne-Marie, is most companies are usually good at one or the other. They're good wow. at going out and landing the new deal, ringing the bell and you know, high-fiving and all of that, or they're good at managing their current client base and growing inside that client base. The beautiful thing that I've discovered it's actually just simple math is when we get both of those going at the same time so we get modest growth in net new business modest growth in revenue per client cross-sell business when both of those start going at the same time we see revenue growth start to turn exponential and that's where i really get excited because here when we're looking at this as kingdom business people I want to have the biggest impact I possibly can have. And one of the best ways I can have impact is by growing my company. Not only does it create more revenue, it also creates more jobs and yeah. meaningful jobs inside kingdom minded companies. Beautiful, beautiful thing. So what I challenge business owners to do and anyone responsible for revenue in a business, and we unpack this in the revenue growth engine book is to say, okay, you know, are we good at net new? Are we good at cross sell? The, keep doing the one you're good at. Mm-hmm. Look at the one that you're maybe not so good at and go, what are the processes that we could put in place that would help us get at least reasonably consistent at that? And when that happens, really what happens is you start to pick up a lot of low hanging fruit mm-hmm. and the business begins to accelerate. And then once again, the impact of your organization begins to accelerate as well as you have more resources.
0: Yeah, that's great, great uh, insights there. Daryl, when a business does start to do um, some investigations, where are we best placed at the moment? We need to mm-hmm. keep doing that. Let's put together some processes so that we can start to really leverage this other area, which we may not necessarily be focusing on, which is wonderful underlying that, when we look under the veil, so to speak, Mm -hmm. there may be some certain things that could happen that would inhibit us from really growing that new area. I ask that question because sometimes, you know, some of these things that could remain a barrier, we don't often talk about. So what are some of the common things that you see? Let's keep an eye out for this, because if this does happen in your business, it's going to limit the growth. And often what then happens is the team will go, well, we tried that, it didn't work. And then we go back to Focusing on Mm -hmm. what we already know we do well. What are some of the common things, the challenges that may arise that we want to keep an eye out for?
1: I think uh, the biggest one is putting, uh, to use the metaphor, all your eggs in one basket. Um, You know, and and I was having this conversation with a business owner just this past week. They had all of their net new business growth. They had gone all in on a certain um, tactic of digital advertising, Mm -hmm. which is great. It was a great tactic but the problem was somewhere in the middle of all that the rules changed and all their their inbound leads dried up so you know i looked at that situation and when i was talking to that that person you know it was just one of those moments where you had to say with humility oh we should have had more than one business growth strategy in place because the reality is if we've learned one thing in the last couple of years things change we live in a very dynamic Marketplace right now. So when it comes to growing your business, you know, I I don't think there's any investor in the stock market that would say, I'm going to put all my money on one stock and count on that getting to me, getting, you know, me to retirement or or whatever your personal goal is. But we tend to do that in our business. We find something that works and we just, you know, we just go, okay, we're going to keep doing that, keep doing that. But I think business leaders, anyone responsible for revenue, should go. With some wisdom, saying what you know, let's have more than one strategy in place to drive net new business and drive cross sell. And and with without multiple strategies, I think a lot of people really put themselves at risk. People that are doing great right now um, run the risk of of things changing That's and it so really hurting their so business. True.
0: And and I'm sure, Daryl, you've heard, and you might have even said this in the past to clients too. Uh, get get really good at something and double down on that. However, what we're now saying is because change is just so quick and and. Three platforms, I won't name them, went down for over six hours, I believe. Now, imagine <laughs> if we had built our business yeah. that focused only on those platforms, we could have the potential, if that happens again, to completely lose the ability to contact our clients. So now what I hear you're yeah. saying, it's important for businesses to have a number of different, as you say, strategies and tactics, so that if one... Uh, does not work as well, that we're just not left having to start the wheel from scratch. When you're starting a new thing, I'd love some uh, Mm -hmm. some insights around this. When we're starting a new uh, strategy or trying something new, how long would you say to a business, give it this amount of time, Mm -hmm. then we can take a step back and evaluate. Is that something that can be like maybe 30 days, 90 days, just to give people an understanding, try this out over this amount of time? and then you can start doing some tweaking have you got some insights on that
1: it's a really good question and i'm i'm uh, involved in several different startups right now which is so much fun so much fun um i i like what jim collins had to say and jim collins said start by firing bullets don't fire cannonballs Mm -hmm. and um you know i don't know it's hard to say depending on the scenario how long um you should try something out um Sometimes I think we give up a little too early. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think two things we should try bullets and not cannonballs. So don't, you know, I talked to another entrepreneur within the last month that was, uh, they were investing in a startup aspect of their business, $35,000 a month in a growth strategy and it didn't work. And they did it for three months. Now do the math on that. That's, you know, that's painful. Um, So I would say, you know, what I told him was you need to start firing bullets, not cannonballs, figure out what works. Then once you, and and the great thing about firing bullets is you can fire a bunch of different ones. You can go, let's try this, 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 and this, you know, let's, let's try three or four different things on a small scale and then see what works, see what we learn. And once we figure out what works, then we can put some energy behind it. So, you know, I think the reality is in growing a business, especially as a startup, you're always in test and improve, test and improve, right? Let's try it. Let's, let's see what we can do to improve. And so I think that test and improve cycle should be short. Um, but sometimes, you know, it depends. I've seen people give up on stuff a little bit too early. Um so yeah. so yeah, it's a it's a definitely a balance there, but fire the bullets, not the cannonballs, please, mm-hmm. especially.
0: I, I, love, I love that analogy. It's so true. And we can kind of adapt that to our situation. I remember interviewing someone, uh, I've got another a podcast called the ambitious entrepreneur show. And I was interviewing mm-hmm. someone who was talking about their webinar, and how they've now got that working for them, you know, in a very automated, successful way. And I said to him, so how long did it get take you to really tweak to what was working? He goes, Oh, two years. <laughs> I went. Wow, two years, and it was. I mean, obviously, that was his time frame, but it really showed me. He said, "Yeah, we really continue to monitor. We to, we ch- mm-hmm. t- tested a change of a color of a button, where we placed it on the page, yeah. and you know, just in him sharing that, I realized, you know, I, I probably get, gave up too soon on certain <laughs> projects. You yeah, did it. week didn't work. You know, move on. One of the greatest feedbacks, I think, or one of the greatest insights that can often inform us is." As you said, uh, look at what's happening. Don't mm-hmm. just look at the overall kind of impact, but what aspect of what we were doing worked so that we don't throw, you know, that saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, yeah. which is a horrible saying. I have going to find another one. It's a horrible that image. Sense, that they may, there may be certain steps that are working um, that we want to continue to do, but not necessarily in, in that platform or on that particular mm-hmm. Uh, you know, social media, because that's not where our clients are. What are some of the evaluation things that you would say, these are the things you want to continue to measure? Because what we measure, we improve. Mm -hmm. But some of us are measuring the wrong things, which really shouldn't make much of a difference. What are some things that you say we should be measuring?
1: Uh, This in the sales and marketing world, this one's really tricky, especially in marketing. I mean, in the marketing world, we've got a lot of numbers. We've got a lot of data. I say every business should be measuring two things at a minimum, and they should be measuring how many clients do we have and what's our revenue per client. That is, you know, those are the two core drivers of revenue. And what you'll find when you do that is you get a really good idea of how healthy your business is. So, how many clients do we have? Are we growing or are we shrinking, right? Are we growing faster. Obviously, there's going to be some clients leaving. So you get an idea there. Revenue per client is the the other one that most businesses don't measure. And um, it's really simple math. You take your total revenue and divide it by that number of clients to get your revenue per client. That's going to show you how well you're doing at cross-selling more to your current clients. Um, I say every business should aim for 100% sold. Which means that all of the clients are purchasing and taking advantage, benefiting from all of the products and services you offer them. So, you know, how well are you doing at 100% sold? Your revenue per client will show you if that should be growing in most businesses. Um, and then right under that, uh, the other thing I like to coach people to do is actually, you know, if we've got a thousand clients, how many of those clients are using each one of our core product or services? So we can see. That you know, 100% are using our core product, 35% are using this product, and it gives us a really good idea of of where our opportunity is in our business.
0: Yeah, I remember years ago, Daryl, I was working uh, with a coach, and you know, some of the questions that a lot of other coaches were posing to her, and she would remind us that you could have a group coaching program, but don't forget that some of those clients in that group coaching program may love a VIP day or a half VIP Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. Don't assume that they're getting everything that they need from that one program. That's what you're saying. What are your core offerings? and our existing clients? Would they appreciate? And sometimes we just haven't told them, you know, we think that we may have told them, but is our communication really getting through and and are people aware of that? And all of these things, I think when we get set up, should just be a consistent, um, you know, thing that we're doing in in business. Let's move on to the next point: integrating career and calling mm. to make an impact. When you talk about calling, just so that everybody's on the same page, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, you know, I, we all have careers. We all have businesses. Um, we're entrepreneurs here. Um, we're doing all kinds of things. I think that you know, there are certain businesses. Hopefully, your business has some kind of just cause uh, attached to it. Uh, but what I also find is, you know, I've got, uh, as a, as a Christian entrepreneur, I mean, there, there are callings on my life that go beyond business, right? I have a a calling, um, as a child of God, um, in the mission of the world. I have, um, two nonprofits that I'm extremely involved in one funds, innovation in Christian missions. Uh, the other helps men recover and discover their hearts, um, and all of that. So now I'm faced as a as an entrepreneur, as a visionary entrepreneur with two businesses sitting on the board and uh, advisor to several startups um, and working actively in leadership in two nonprofits. So I've got, uh, you know, and I think this is very common among visionary Christian entrepreneurs. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things in motion right now. Right. And they're all very, very meaningful to me and they all in some ways work together. They need to. And, and I think this is, um, you know, this is the challenge right now is how do I structure my life Mm -hmm. so that I'm able to maximize my impact. And, you know, and this goes down to, uh, two of the most important things, um, energy and time. And I think energy is actually probably the more important of the two, Um, I'm discovering more and more as I dig into this, that time management is important, uh, but even more important, it's when I'm there, it's important that I'm able to show up. And so all of this, you know, all of this uh, is uh, deep inside uh, my mindset right now as as I'm looking at my life to go, how do I structure my life so that I can maximize my impact um, so that I can um, fulfill my calling in all of these different areas that that God has me in and, and you know we're entrepreneurs here so rarely is it going to be one thing at a time right
0: yeah oh so so true and i'm glad you mentioned that you mean there's different involvements and there's uh, some involvements that very much you know drive and, and and support others you know in a conversation that i had uh, just last week with another christian entrepreneur was this whole aspect that sometimes as entrepreneurs we don't see that Our businesses and our not for profits, and and those contributions is really us working in our ministry. And it was interesting the, the conversations and the comments that were had after the show that there are still so many entrepreneurs and business owners not sensing that they are really contributing to the kingdom of God but this is exactly where god has placed you he's given you entrepreneurial skills he's knitted you you know ability and you know this this uh, guest even said you know jesus took over the family business you know he was a carpenter and, and there were many people in the bible that taught that had businesses um and funded Uh, other things. Not that, you know, you you need to just start a business to fund things, but you can hire people and and things like that. Speak a bit more about that. Was that something that you had a realization? Did you always realize that the businesses that you, you work with, is that an eye, you know, kind of like a, wow, okay, I, I am, this is my ministry. What, what have you found?
1: Yeah, it's, it has certainly been a progressive realization over time. And, um, You know, it's it's interesting. So I I run a business. I've had a business since two thousand four. So that's uh, seventeen years, Mm -hmm. and um and I I serve clients um on three different continents. Uh, from small businesses, I've worked with some very large, uh, very recognizable corporations, and so here's what I've here's what I've noticed is, and this is so fascinating, in terms of my local community my neighbors, people I, you know, go to church with, or maybe go to the gym with or different things like this. There's a, there's a, there's a network of people. It's actually relatively small compared to the literally hundreds and really now thousands of people that have had the opportunity to meet and interact with. And not just in passing, you know, when you start getting engaged in growing a business and working together on things um, there is considerable life-on-life life involvement, and time, and conversations, and dinners, and um, you know things like that. So I look at my life, and I'm really grateful for the work that I get to do with Kingdom Missions Fund, um, with Man Alive Expedition. That is, I love that stuff. However, if I was to quantify the real impact of my life from a Kingdom perspective, I would probably have to say that it's in the context of the relationships that I've formed in my business all over, you know, I mean, spanning three continents Mm -hmm. and here we are, we're on multiple continents having this conversation and, and, um, it's a really amazing thing, I believe. Um, and I believe I'm uh, backed with uh, a gentleman named Billy Graham, that business is the next frontier of kingdom growth. This is where we spend our time. This is where we have our relationships. And so, and this is where, you know, we do life with people, it's life on life, there's things going on. Um, So I've had way, way more engagement and involvement with people and way more connections in the business world than, um, than I have in my local community. And it's just a factor of the scale of business. I think it's a really, really beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, and it's so true, isn't it? We have the ability to and we may not necessarily talk about the Lord openly, but just in the way we we do our dealings. You know, I, I'm often um you know have heard clients thank me for, for delivering on the time. And, in fact, sometimes before the, the time that we'd allocated. And to me, and I'm sure to you too, Daryl, it's surprising. It's like, well, we said we were going to do that. And they said, well, you would be surprised at the amount of businesses or people that just don't. I mean, just these little things, we can mm-hmm. make a, a huge impact, can't we? And that's just the way that, you know, my parents brought me up. That That's what you do. You work hard and, mm-hmm. and you know, you just... D- deliver what you say that you are going to deliver if not exceed that those expectations and that's really one of the the things that I wanted to talk about being a, a kingdom business and I'm, I'm going to have some conversations with a, a couple of people around what is the kingdom of God I mean that's that's mm-hmm. a whole other topic of course but w- we are contributing to that aren't we with with what we do as as you've said but also when you, you look at from the business point of view every interaction and action conversation we have we are ambassadors for the lord so there are things that we need to do because of the fact that we're out there too so what are Mm. some things that you probably something that you do just naturally but when we're thinking about being christians in business we are representing the lord in everything we do do you want to share some insights around that maybe some principles that you follow yeah
1: um it, it's a it's a great uh, there's so many different angles on this certainly there is the baseline of integrity that you're talking about I mean and sadly um that's something we have to bring up because it's still uncommon um following through doing the right thing uh, on, you know base basic integrity um but then the you know Jesus said the kingdom of God is among you right so when you're talking about the kingdom it's right here you know it it is. It's here. It's it's my area of effective domain or influence, um, as Dallas Willard would say, right? So the kingdom, kingdom is among us and everywhere we go, we are bringing the kingdom. So I think that that means um, caring, <laughs> caring. Uh, I interviewed uh, a guy on my podcast yesterday, Mario McCracken. Congratulations to Mario. His book came out today. It's called really care about them. <laughs> it's a sales <laughs> and business book really care about them. But this is, I mean that and what a great principle, right? Mm-hmm. as as kingdom entrepreneurs, um, you know, do we care more about the scorecard, whatever that is, the bottom line, the revenue. Um, what about the people along the way, the people that we're responsible for, that work in our organizations, the clients that we serve? the vendors and partners that that we work with to fulfill those agreements, the investors, shareholders that there's, this is the network of people. And we're, you know, what's, what's the, the opportunity here is um, I like the concept of multiple bottom lines. Now I'm all about the bottom line. I'm a revenue growth strategist. I like revenue. Revenue is, you know, essential for, for all of this good stuff to happen. However, Along the way, and along the way, we need to look at the people around us. And this is where, you know, sadly, the culture of the business world these days is people are just their assets, human capital, you know, put it there's just not a lot of regard for people. So there's a there's a commitment to doing the right thing. I think there's a commitment to growing as leaders. This has been a huge part of my realization in the last year is um, I've got to up my game continually as a leader if I want to have impact on people. The flip side is if you're a poor leader, you're gonna have a really poor impact on people. So yes. I think it's kingdom, kingdom business people, and Maria. I, I think we don't just look at the numbers we look at the, in the strategy, we look at the people mm-hmm. and we love people. And as Mario says in his book that came out today, we really care. We give a rip, right? We care about the people around us and sadly, or I, it's just, it's uncommon in the business world. So I think, you know, is this is where yeah. you shine like and a that star. Is the
0: biggest way that we can really stand out. And, and, you know, you you can really take that across all different industries, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Whether you're a teacher whether mm-hmm. it's in your home, whether you're in politics, I think some of our politicians can certainly use some caring, you know, in their approach for certain True. things as well. But we can certainly make an impact on that. And, and and I would imagine that when we do that as the CEO and leader of our, in, you know, of our businesses and within our industries, people notice and that mm-hmm. kind of thing can inspire and empower, so that others will take that mantle, if you will, and 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 continue to to share that across. And that it let it be just the driving force. Can you imagine if, as a team, uh, you 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 may have. Um, you know, having to tighten your belt, but as a leader, rather than firing staff to say, well, I'm willing to cut this, this and this yeah. so that you could do it. I mean, that kind of thing would just speak so many volumes, wouldn't it? To the team around you. And I'm sure that that's exactly what Jesus would have done. Would he be, was he, was he running a business today?
1: Yeah. And, and I think you're absolutely right. I've seen that act, the actual story play out here in the last year with people saying, we're going to figure out how to keep our staff, yeah. on board during, you know, during the the pandemic and all the related p- pivots. So it's, it is, um, you know, it's really bringing your heart to all of this. I, I get to co-host Selling from the Heart, which is a sales podcast, all about bringing authenticity, trust, um, all of that integrity back into the sales profession, which sadly is known for anything but that. But there's a, a fantastic example for anybody that's in sales. And by the way, who isn't in sales, if you're in business, we're all in sales um, to sell from the heart, right? To say, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sell from um, I'm going to I'm going to actually care about the people uh, that I work with and I'm going to um, care about them. This is, you know, this is there's so many teachings of Jesus in all of this, right? Uh, that we actually care about other people. And it's sad that we even have to say this, uh, but the reality is once again, in the business world where people are primarily treated as assets and numbers, uh, we get the opportunity to love the people that we work with, the people that we serve, the people that we sell to, um, and we have the opportunity to care. And guess what? When things are tough, when things you know go wrong in someone's life, we're there because we work with them. We live, you know, we spend eight hours or whatever, many hours a day, um, with them. So we are in essence as the first responders to the crisis of life. And, uh, there's plenty of crises to go around. Right.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Daryl, I know that we've only just scratched the surface, but it's been uh, wonderful speaking with you today. Share a little bit more about how people can connect with you and uh, the ways that you can support them.
1: Yeah. um, Any entrepreneurs that want to grow their business, I'd love to get a copy of Revenue Growth Engine in your hands. It's a playbook on how to accelerate the growth of your business uh, you can go to revenuegrowthengine.net and get a copy of that book. Just pay shipping and handling. We'll get that for you. There's a toolkit there as well. And I would welcome the opportunity, emory to connect with any of your podcast listeners. I'm cheering you on. This is a time where we've got to be focused and we got to get our businesses growing.
0: Yeah, terrific. One of the things that I do at the end of this podcast, uh, Daryl, is just finish with a word of prayer. May I do that today? Please do all right let's pray father god thank you for the opportunity to uh to have fellowship with daryl today and talk about uh, yeah principles godly principles kingdom principles to really help uh grow our business grow our revenue so that we can be far more impactful hire more people contribute to, to projects that are Im- important father we know that many businesses have gone through a lot of upheaval a lot of areas of, of change so we just pray for them lord um, that we continue to give them insights move you know ways forward of moving forward as we navigate this next uh, season and the next next stage so father continue to bless the work uh, that Daryl is doing with his podcast with his clients and um, with his team too as they continue to to grow their business and have and make an impact uh, for you father we ask this in the precious name of Jesus amen amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been wonderful and what great technology that we have got the ability to (laughs) connect. Uh, I mean, you know, sometimes we uh, forget to remind ourselves of uh, just what's possible now. And as businesses, you know, there may just be a tool that you're looking for that didn't know exists. Reach out to Daryl, get a copy of his book. You know, some of the insights may help you see things. Lift your head up, as Daryl said earlier in the, uh, the conversation. Lift your head up because there may be things that are just there in front of you that you didn't know were possible. So thanks once again for coming on the show.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by the theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's TheInfluenceAlliance.com forward slash podcast series.